several verses uh, tonight. Just uh, uh, So we'll go back to our text, Philippians 3, verse 13. And the Bible says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Boy, we could just start, stop right there. I don't know about you, but as I get to the end of the year, I look back and I look at all the things that I wanted to do and I see what I actually did. The aspirations will have what we call New Year's resolutions, and I don't have New Year's resolutions, but I do set goals for myself. And with those goals, I will set goals that I have to work at. Uh, and so uh, some of those things you hit, some of those things you don't. Uh, and, and we look at them and uh, we, we fall short oftentimes. The sad part is because we fall short, many just quit. And fail to set any new goals. No plan, no success. Any dead fish can float downstream. But it takes a live fish to swim upstream. So there's purpose. There has to be some purpose. And in our life, I think it is, it is valuable for us to always be growing. I'm not talking just about this. Uh, I have succeeded there, all right? And so uh, there's this growing. Brother Billy, you and Miss Sarah moved. You were over on this side, and uh, I noticed partway through you guys had moved. I uh, just had to make sure that I pointed that out. You're just messing with me. Uh, but uh, uh, I did recognize it. I did see it. I know you were thinking it already. Uh, but uh, with that, if we, if we don't have any goals, if we are uh, not purposeful in our living we will just exist in life. I don't want to be there. I want to be growing. So now with that in mind, let's look at our text again. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before Things that have not yet been. Things that are opportunities in the future. Now, what Paul is forgetting, Paul is not forgetting his failure so he can move forward. Paul is forgetting his successes so he can move forward. Our successes will stop us more than our failures will. And Paul here, he had all the credentials, he had all the accomplishments, he had the pedigree that any of us would want to have to be successful in this day and time. Paul had it. And those are the things that he is forgetting. And he is reaching forth to that which is before. I press toward the mark. I press toward the mark. He wasn't content to just exist. I'm moving forward. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God 
in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, the word perfect is literally mature, let us, therefore, as many as be mature, be thus minded, and if any... Uh, and if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. And what is he saying? He's saying, if you are not pressing forward, he said, these are things that God has got to reveal to us. We have got, if we're mature, let us be thus minded. Let us be moving forward. <laughs> was, that a, was that a honeybee? A big bee. All right. Brother Josh, just go ahead and grab it if you would. Uh, it looked like it came right back to the PA booth. All right, it's coming back. Amen. All right. So, uh, so take your Bibles now. Go to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. Now, some of you are older. And with that, that doesn't leave you out of this. If we still have breath, we're to be serving the Lord. So, so let's, let's, not, let's not give ourselves a pass. Well, you know, I've already been there, done that. Uh, I've had 80 of these new years, all right? Uh, and some of you have been past that. Uh, so uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. What is that next phrase? So run that you may obtain. So run that you may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery, striving, that is not passive. This is, this is pushing oneself, striving for the mastery. He is talking about the games. He's talking about like the Olympic games, the Olympiads. Uh, they, they press themselves. They, they are pushing themselves. They are striving for the mastery. Uh, so he says, now they do it to obtain an incorruptible uh, crown, but we an incorruptible I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. He's saying my running is purposeful. It is not fruitless. It is not a waste. I'm not just beating the air. I'm not just uh, blowing smoke here. He says I'm doing something. Uh, He says, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. And Paul here was was stating that he was pressing towards some goals. He had a crown that he was pressing toward. He had a goal that he was pressing toward uh, for the Savior. Go to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. Philippians Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Philippians 1, 27. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel striving 
together for the faith of the gospel. It's become a habit of mine throughout the month of December uh, to jot down areas uh, that I want to grow in during the year. And I, I am not content with where I am in my personal life. I'm not content just in my ministry. I want to grow. Uh, I think that every one of us should be a continual learner. I don't think it's just the kids that are in school that should be learning. I think the teachers should be continual learners. I think we as believers, we should continually be learning and growing. And so uh, with that, uh, usually between the week, uh, the last week of the year and uh, January 1, uh, Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, I write out some specific goals uh, and and it would be nice if that would be the end of it. Just writing down the goals. I've got some goals. But the work doesn't start there. The work starts after you get a plan. And it takes work. Our ideas do not change our lives. Our actions do. I am not going to grow simply because I think that I should grow. I am not going to be a continual learner. I'm just, I'm not going to keep learning just because I say I think we should be continual learners. It's not the idea, it's the action that's behind it. And of course, our goal should be in alignment with our faith. We shouldn't establish goals that would be contrary to the faith that, that we have. And so uh, they should be in, in line with that. And God's will for us is given to us and guided by the principles he has given us in Scripture. So, so as God has given us his word, this is uh, a way for us to understand the mind of God, the thoughts of God, what he has revealed to us. And then with this, we can develop uh, a, a, uh, the un an understanding of the basic wills of God for my life. And it's not just based on the commands of thou shalts and thou shalt not. It's based on the preferences of of God, the principles of God. And, and when we allow God's word, the principles of God's word to guide us, it will bring us closer to that mark that Paul was talking about. Pressing toward that mark. So go to Romans chapter 12. This is all just preliminary and I'll give you some points here in a few minutes. Romans chapter 12 in verse 1, Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God does not just have one will for our life. If he did, we missed it. 
and we would be doomed to failure and mediocrity the rest of our life. Aren't you glad that God has many wills for us? And with that, if we miss one, he knows right where we're at to move to the next one. When God is done with us, he will take us out. Do we believe that? So that, that means then that there's a will for, that God has for me. And that means that I want to make sure that I am fulfilling his will in my life. And that is for those who uh, are in the, at the pulpit, but also those in the pew. Those, no matter where we are at, God has a will for our life. And, and we want to make sure that we are living within his will for our life. Now, he goes, he, he goes on here and he says, proving what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Good, not bad. It is within the realm of what is forbidden. You know, the Bible says, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Well, let me tell you, there are a lot of wives that you could marry. But you don't want just a wife, you want the wife. You want, you want the perfect one. And with that, there are, there are options. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I didn't derail. <laughs> brother, brother uh, one of my pastors preached a message on, on this and was talking about the marriage relationship and several Several couples walked out and told their spouse, I married the wrong one. I should have married her. <laughs> uh, mayday, mayday. That, what a terrible. Uh, uh, if you are married, you are married to the one. Amen? Uh, and so, so with that, though, God has a plan for your life. And, uh, and we want, though, not to just be within the acceptable will of God. Uh, we, we have the good, not bad. Then we have the acceptable. That would be the good, not bad, the better. And then you have the perfect will of God. That would be the best. And, and as we are living our life, God has many wills for us and we want to strive to meet and, and hit that mark to where we are in the middle of God's will for our life. And so uh, tonight I want to just uh, just go over some things that I do in setting goals for the new year. Setting goals for the new year. And I'm just going to give you some things that help me as I work through my process of setting goals. Uh, Brother Josh was uh, looking at my notes already. Uh, and uh, so before the service, he was already asking me some questions and we were uh, talking about it there. Uh, but setting goals. And so let's pray. Father, we do thank you for your word. Thank you for your goodness to us. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the opportunities that we have to be able to, to grow and to mature and, uh, 
areas that uh, we need to improve in. And so I pray the Spirit of God would help us as we look at our life, help us to be aware, help us to be purposeful. And then, Lord, I pray that you would be glorified because of the decisions made, uh, because of the steps that are taken uh, to be a better servant for you. And so I pray that you'd bless now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. All right, so setting goals for the new year. And here's some things that I believe will help us uh, as we look at our our life, our future, the opportunities that God has given to us. Uh, So number one, define who you are. Titus chapter one, we really looked at that this morning. Paul defined who he was. If we don't even really know who we are, we don't really know where we're going. We have got to make some decisions of who are we. Because when I make that decision, now it is going to eliminate many other decisions. When I make a decision, when Brother Franklin decided that he was going to be an officer in the Air Force, it removed a lot of other potential job opportunities. And it removed a lot of choices, absolutely. And so, so with that, you have to define who you are. Now, when I'm talking to our young people with this, uh, right now you might not know. That's okay. But there are some big things that you can look at in defining who you are. Uh, first of all, uh, Paul, uh, Titus chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, a servant of God. Have you made that determination? I'm going to serve God with my life. I'm saved, and because I'm saved, I'm going to be a servant of God. I'm going to serve God. Uh, and unfortunately, so many people, will they will serve God a little bit, and then they'll quit, and they'll go do something else. They've never made the decision that they're going to serve God. They have never decided that this is who I am. I am a saved believer. I'm going to serve the Lord with my life. Uh, and with that, that is going to, uh, to help guide all the decisions that you're going to make. You have made that decision here tonight because there could have been a whole lot of other things for you to do tonight than being in church. But you made a decision to be in God's house tonight. Why? Because you, you have decided that church is important. But if I am going to serve God, then, then that is part of that decision process. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. And so what is it that defines you as a person? What is it that defines you as a person? Is it your occupation? Several years ago, I I read a book and it was was entitled, let me see if I can get the right title now. Every pastor is an interim pastor. And I thought to myself, what a stupid book. (laughs) but what I saw was there's a timeline that we have and with that 
There's a term. There's a time. And as I have watched and observed many pastors in recent days leaving ministry, not because of sin, just because it's retiring, health, inability to continue. And with that, many of them are struggling with their identity. I talked to you about this when you got out of the Air Force. Because as an officer, he walked in, and people had to salute. But you know what? He walked out. No longer does he have that, that position. And if everything is tied up in a career, in a title, in a job, when it is gone, all of a sudden you can be lost because you don't know who you are. Moms, what happens when those girls, those kids, those little ones go to college? If you are only a mom, and I'm, I'm not minimizing mom, I'm just saying if that is where you get all of your identity just from being mom, you're in trouble. When they go out the door, Brother Dustin's over here laughing. He's like, yes, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> It'll change. <laughs> Our three graduated from high school. All three of them took off. And when they did, she was okay. I was devastated. It killed me. I could not walk by Rachel's bedroom at the house. I literally could not walk by it without crying. It, just, it was just this void that was there. Now, some of you are looking at me like, what is wrong with you? I can't wait till my kids are gone. Uh, but, but with that, I, I love my kids. And, and I have poured myself into my children. I've poured myself into uh, our family. And, but with that, there is also, uh, if we're not careful, if that is all we do, then when they have another life, what happens is there is a void that's there that, that we can't move past. So what is it that defines you as a person? Is it your job? Is it a career, a title, a position? Uh, I think about David. You think about all the titles that King David had. He was a shepherd. He was a musician. He was a warrior. And he was a king. He was an author. I mean, he was, he was an individual that was not just with one aspect in his life. He was able to take each one of these opportunities and they were all different stages and steps in his life, but they all furthered the next step. 
They all enhanced the next step in his life. And so uh, each step was a, a step to help him become who he needed to be in the next phase of life. And they're all steps of growth. They're all steps of enhancement of him as a person. And it better equipped him to be the person that the Lord had commanded or had made him to be. So with that, then you have to look at yourself. Who am I? Well, for me, I've got a list right here. I am a child of God, number one. I am a child of God. Now, with that, defining who I am as a child of God, that is going to help me with the direction. It is going to help me with my goals. Because I can't forget who I am. I've got to know who I am and where I'm going. And so I'm a child of God. I'm a husband. I'm a dad. I'm a papa. I'm a son. I'm a brother. I'm a friend. I'm a pastor. I'm a provider. These are all areas, responsibilities that I have. And with them, each one of these have a, have a tie to how I spend my life. Now, I can't fix or better all of these at the same time. But I can work on it. And, and we have to be willing to look into our life and prioritize who we are in that definition of who we are. Number one, uh, define who we are. Number two, prioritize your responsibilities. Prioritize your responsibilities. So when you look at who you are, now prioritize it prioritize it as God would want you to prioritize it. God-given responsibilities come first. Let me say that again. God-given responsibilities come first. And so as I look through and I'm going to prioritize then, I'm going to prioritize my responsibility. And first of all, right off the top, I'm a child of God. That's number one. So everything that I do is going to revolve around that. The next responsibility is a husband, dad. And you start looking through that. My job is the last responsibility. It's not my first responsibility. My first responsibility is to God. Amen. And with that then, you say, "Uh uh-oh, pastor, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, wait, wait till we get there, all right? But we've got to prioritize it. Value has to be given to the priorities. You can only manage what you can measure. Is that a business principle? You can only manage what you can measure. So I've got to give value to the different responsibilities and I've got to honestly look at them and make sure that I am giving the right amount of value to these responsibilities. So my time, my treasure, these are what I can give to them. So now I've got to be able to look at these responsibilities. So when I go through mine, personally, I use percentages. Because I've got to be able to quantify it. 
If you can't measure it, you can't do anything about it. So I'll go through and I use percentages. And with that, I look at my, uh, my uh, uh, once I give them, I rate them with a percentage, then I can, uh, it can be assessed based on, on a schedule of hours that I have in a day. Now, all of us have 168 hours in the week. All of us don't accomplish the same thing with those hours. So, so with that then, I've got to be able to look at what time I have. I've got to look at my responsibilities. And then I've got to be able to make sure that I'm giving enough of my time and talent, treasure, to those responsibilities. So... How many minutes or hours are given to each? Now, this changes based on different seasons of life. You got small kids in the home. It's a different ballgame than it is when, when you're old and the kids are all gone. It's different. So, so we have to be able to, to assess it. My schedule is not going to look like your schedule. And your schedule might not look like the person sitting next to you's schedule. But... But with that, we do need to look at our life and to be able to assess some things to help us to be able to, uh, to, uh, uh, to give value to those days. So I break down my days every day, seven days a week. I assign schedules to my day. I assign hours to those responsibilities. Now, do I always succeed? No. But I do better than I would if I didn't. So I break down my day. I set that, that schedule. Now, you have to give yourself some margin. Uh, Richard uh, Swenson wrote a book. Uh, and that book was entitled Margin. Has anybody read that book? Was Franklin? Yeah. Uh, good book and uh, margin, giving yourself some room. Uh, and uh, if you don't give yourself room, uh, you can overload yourself. And uh, so that book, I've read it before. It is on my reading list again uh, for this year. Uh, but with that, it's, uh, it, it is so helpful. So we have to uh, prioritize our responsibilities. Number three, assess actions to enhance each area. Assess actions to enhance each area. Quantifiable actions. Quantifiable actions. Things you want to do. Goals you want to reach. Now, don't be, don't be general in this. Because this is for you. This is for your personal growth. Well, I want to do better at my Bible reading. I want to do better at my prayer. I want to do better at family time. I want to do better at reading books. And you know what? If you make it as general like that, you won't make any changes. It's got to be specific. Put some specific things down that you want to see changed in these areas. 
Now, you might look at these and say, well, I've got this responsibility right now, and I've got this pressure right now, and so I can't focus on all these others. So don't. But focus on something. And have a goal with that. Uh, so don't, don't be too general. Uh, have some quantifiable actions. Have checkpoints. Because January 2 is coming. And then January 30 is coming. And then February 28 is coming. So you better have some checkpoints. Why? Because, because if you don't have any checkpoints where you can stop and see where you're at and reassess, it'll be January, it'll be December 31st again. And we'll be in the same spot. So have some checkpoints. And just set up some checkpoints. Okay, on this date and on this date, I'm going to stop and I'm going to look back and see how I am doing. Because we've made it measurable, we've made it quantifiable to where we can look at it in our life and see where we are uh, in our, our growth. So have, have some checkpoints, but then have some milestones. So the checkpoints are just some times to say, okay, how are we doing? What adjustments do I need to make? But have some milestones, have some deadlines. If you don't have a deadline, it won't, it won't get done. So put some things out there for yourself. This isn't for a business plan. This is for you personally to grow. So by what day do you want to have this done? If you're wanting to lose 10 pounds, then maybe you would say on February 28th, I want to be three pounds down. Or on March 30th, I want to be three pounds down. Uh, I, want to be, uh, I want to be six pounds down by, by June 30th. Uh, what do we have? We have some quarterly milestones. Uh, and so if I'm setting a three-pound goal uh, and my absolute goal is 10 pounds, well, if I can hit uh, two pounds, three pounds, and by the time those four quarters are around, I could probably be at that 10 pounds. So uh, set some, some milestones. Uh, for yourself. Uh, have them, maybe it has to be weekly, maybe monthly, quarterly. Uh, no, no hard, fast rule, but have, have some milestones there. So assess actions to enhance each area. Number four, secure tools to help you succeed. Secure tools to help you succeed. Brother Josh, what do you have back there with you? A planner. It is empty right now. But that planner is there for him to begin his, his plan for his year. Have some tools. There are so many digital tools that don't cost you a dime. Use them. You have an alarm on your phone? You have a calendar, set some checkpoints, set some milestones. Well, you know, I'm not real tech savvy. Then get your calendar out and jot some dates down, jot some, pro some plans down. But, 
but assess, get some tools, whether it's a, uh, whether it is a tool for organization, whether it's a journal, whether it's a planner, whether it's a calendar, whether it is a, uh, a yellow line notebook, Mrs. Patterson, uh, something that's, uh, that you can, uh, you can do. She likes paper and pen. Uh, Mrs. Brown, she does not like technology. She has a calendar, a planner uh, that she works off of, but use what, get some tools that are going to help you succeed. Uh, it might be uh, if your goal is with your Bible reading, then maybe it's a Bible, a Bible study tool. I mean, Blue Letter Bible, uh, a great tool that you can use uh, that's free. E-Sword.net, E-Sword is a great tool. Logos is a great tool. Lots of different opportunities there. Uh, maybe, maybe what the Lord is, you need to work on is your marriage. Uh, what is a book? Uh, talk to some other ladies, uh, uh, men. Talk to some other guys. Uh, get somebody to help you uh, figure out some, some books that might be a help uh, for you child rearing. Uh, maybe, it, maybe it is questions that you have. Maybe you want to start studying some counseling, biblical counseling to help you look at the, the world that we are living to help be able to give an answer of the hope that is in us. And, and so there, get some tools to help us to grow. Maybe it's finance. Maybe it's business. Uh, maybe it is an online course that you need to take. Amen. There are some great opportunities. Uh, maybe you need to get a coach. Amen. Just because we are, we are in life does not mean that we are where we need to be. You know, when you, when you look at a lot of the professional individuals that are high-level success, successful people, people that could be the one coaching everybody else, they have a coach. They have a mentor. They have a counselor. They have somebody that they can go to. It's, it's a help. You're just investing in yourself. Uh, be willing to invest in yourself so you can be what the Lord has created you to be. Uh, as a child of God, as a spouse, as a parent, as a student, as a teacher, as a leader, as a provider. Uh, maybe, maybe as a provider, uh, you've not taken the, the tools that you've been uh, given with Ramsey. Man, get them back out. Use, use the resources, use those tools. Uh, uh, Philippians, go back to Philippians chapter three and verse number 14. Philippians three, verse 14. The Bible says, I press toward the mark. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This is purposeful. This is measurable. It's a way to be able to look, am I closer than I was last month? Am I farther along? 
Am I getting closer to being the person that, the God, that God wants me to be? Am I growing in my faith? Am I growing uh, in the opportunities that God has given me? So setting goals for the new year. Some of them will be spiritual. Some of them will be, could be, be secular. But with that, we should be growing as an individual. As I pointed out, you think about David. I mean... Pretty, pretty well-rounded in all of the different aspects of his life. He accomplished quite a bit. And that didn't happen without work. He had, he had to work at it for that to be the case. And so setting goals for the new year. And what that looks like for each person might be different. I have got pages. I would say probably 10, 12 pages of handwritten notes that I've already been working on for my plan for this next year. Now, you might have three or four pages. You might have three or four things that you are looking at. But let's do something. Let's Let's get to the end of 2024 if the Lord tarries is coming as a better servant for the Savior. As a better husband, as a better wife, as a better parent, as a better uh, servant for the Lord, as a better worker, as a better employee, as a better employer. No matter what our aspects are, let's be growing. Let's be be accomplishing, taking ground. Uh, I believe that's what the Lord would want us to do. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Uh, Just some practical things tonight. And I pray that each of us would just look into our own life Uh, And whether it's a teenager here tonight or whether it is a senior saint, I pray that all of us will uh, look into our own life and uh, really uh, have a desire to grow and to be who you'd want us to be. And so I pray that you'd help us tonight. Speak to hearts for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's stand together and we'll have